Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. And welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by an amazing guest that I've had a pre-chat with. So I'm not just saying that because this is the first time I've spoken to. I'm saying it because I've spoken to Tracy already and we're going to have an amazing podcast today. And Tracy Howes is an Oxygen Advantage instructor and freediver based in the south coast of England. Freediving, for those of you who perhaps don't know, is a form of underwater, even, get my teeth into gear, diving that relies on breath holding until resurfacing, which is always good to actually hold your breath until you get to the top, rather than the use of breathing apparatus. This specialised training inspired Tracy to expand her knowledge of functional breathing, which I think I need to practice this afternoon, to improve general health and well-being. And by incorporating scientifically proven breathwork techniques into daily practice and training programs, Tracy's clients have transformed their breathing habits to build confidence, improve resilience and sleep quality, which in turn reduces anxiety and stress, helps people train for marathons and prepares to swim things like the English Channel. Uh, Tracy is particularly interested in female breathing with medical evidence supporting ongoing research into women's sport and overall quality of life. Clients of Tracy's include recreational athletes, corporate leaders and teams, small business entrepreneurs and teens. (laughs) We might touch on that a little bit later on. And she collaborates with trusted well-being practitioners whom she refers clients to should they require additional support. The eternal student... Tracy is passionate about sharing breathing, education and practical exercises which can be applied in day-to-day activities with meaningful, measurable and long-lasting results. Welcome to today's podcast. See, just that is intriguing. People are going to wonder what we're going to talk about today. I have no idea either, but we're going to have a good chat. Welcome to today's podcast, Tracy. Thank you so much, Simon. It's my absolute pleasure to be with you today. And it's, it's always interesting, isn't it, that when we talk like I'm doing now, you know, I've had quite a day of chairing several meetings, rushing to get home. You mentioned in there the stress, the anxiety. Catching our breath and dealing with our breath and controlling our breath and getting those techniques is so important. Otherwise, as I've very aptly just shown, you can stumble over your words. Your brain is perhaps going at a different rate to what your mouth is as well. So it's so important, isn't it, that we we get the breath right? That's absolutely true. And it's often discounted because Mm. we breathe anyway. And that is usually the the first question I'm asked is, well, why do I need to learn how to breathe when I'm already breathing? And my response to that is, but how are you breathing? Mm. And how does dysfunctional breathing manifest in the body? So people don't think about breathing in those terms. They just feel the effects. Yeah. And then 
wonder why they're feeling them. So really what I'm hoping, you know, by sharing this knowledge with people is that they, they become much more self-aware. Yeah. And not just for themselves, but for their friends, their family, you know, their colleagues, because little changes can make such a difference to quality of life. And I think I think you're right. And sometimes it's that awareness, isn't it? And, you know, we'll mention this right at the end of the podcast in my outro, because it's very much around awareness. But sometimes by looking at the the breath, we can actually slow other things down like you say the thinking the thought process and then we don't have that stumbling grasping at words uh, as we as we perhaps do so we'll learn a lot a lot more about that later on and and i'm really hoping so i'm going to set you up for this tracy now and we've not really talked about this but i would love to give the listeners a little bit of a practical exercise today you know if there's something you can get us doing during this podcast to help with our breathing and perhaps an exercise that we can take away and use over the weekend or over the week ahead, that would be great. So I'll just give you a little bit of a heads up for that. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about what you normally drink during the day. I've got my usual sort of coffee here uh, in my, today I've got it actually in a plastic mug rather than a flask because I just, I'm fed up with drinking out of a flask at the moment, but tell us a little bit about what you're drinking, Tracy. Well, my drink of choice has always been tea. I grew up in South Africa and we love our tea in South Africa. So my, the brand that I drink, because I live in, in Dorset, which is a county in the, the south, near the south coast of the UK, um, it's called Clipper Organic. And it's a black tea, locally produced, full yeah. flavoured. And it probably gives me a similar kick to what a, a decent coffee would for you. Ah, right. See, I, I always find that a little bit obscure when people talk about caffeine levels in tea etc and you know i find tea something that i drink to to calm me down so a cup of tea i'll have at the end of the day by all means just before, even just before i go to bed and i'll sleep like a log coffee the opposite so uh, yeah so a tea that gives you a little bit of a kick yeah i like i like the sound of that uh, and you say it comes locally mm-hmm. from dorset so is it is it is it just put together in Dorset and I'm, I'm sorry if you're a tea person and I'm you know saying things are horrible here about put it together but is it something that's just bagged in Dorset or is it actually grown and picked I don't I don't know if it's something that's more local or just sort of packaged locally I don't know the answer to that question okay yeah. <laughs> well there's there's something we need to find out isn't it then yeah so if anybody's listening to this and they are aware of Clipper did you say it was in Dorset? Yeah. yeah we'll give them as many it. mentions as we can. Uh, and we'll we'll find out if um, how their business works. That'd be a great, a great bit of homework for any of the listeners to do. So you you mention an oxygen advantage instructor and obviously free diver as as well. You've you've evolved your your business. So you know your your business is Blue Mind Social as well. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that you've been working on in your businesses you know how have the last 12 months or 18 months been for you and what have you been working on in your business it's a lot of change has been happening and you know the most significant thing that's happened is that I changed from one business to another in the space of a few weeks oh really Um, (laughs) okay so the backstory to that is um I had a 
restaurant marketing consultancy in London, which I had for almost a decade. And I relocated to the South Coast yep. before the pandemic and decided to rebrand my business to just take one service that I was offering at the time and build the business around that, which was social media training. I've always enjoyed teaching, gaining and sharing knowledge, and it has worked really well for me over the years. And I decided with this rebrand, I would use the analogy of taking a deep dive as in free diving mm-hmm. into social media. And I, yeah. I used a lot of imagery from my free diving and a couple of gorgeous stock images as well, just to showcase what it is. Yeah. And towards the end of October last year, which is what, 2020, I launched the new website and I started getting people asking me about the diving, the breath work, which was part of my about me page, certainly not the service I was offering. And that was a real wake up call for me because I had been looking for a change in my, in my business. I wasn't sure what it was. And my passion has always been, you know, being in the ocean, free diving. And when people started asking me about that, I thought, well, is that what they want to know about? What about the social media? <laughs> mm, yeah, sure. Um, and I was working with a business coach that, at that time who said to me, you need to listen to the market. People are asking you for a reason. Yeah. You know, clearly the COVID pandemic inspired people to look into breathing and how to do it, you know, become more healthy. And so shining that spotlight on breathwork really opened the door for me to talk about something that I loved and practiced, but had never considered as a business. So that was a significant change for me. And within the space of three weeks, I had signed up to become a certified oxygen advantage instructor because I had read the book during my free diving. And when I realized they had a program where I could teach the techniques I thought this is perfect for me. Right. And that's yeah. what I did. And that's where I am now. So, you know, it's great that you've stayed on that personal brand and that personal journey as well, haven't you? Because, you know, going from one business into completely the business within three weeks sounds drastic by any means. But there's obviously that common thread there with your interests and, and your uh, excitement for, for free diving and what you do. Do you think? The fact that the you know, the pandemic that we've been going through and still going through, because it's been very much uh, a sort of uh, a disease of the lungs or something that's affected people's breathing so much. You know, we've seen so many images on TV with people with ventilators on. We've heard so much about people that have had difficulty with breathing. Do you think it's brought an awareness to breathing that perhaps people didn't have before? Absolutely, without a doubt. And I'm so pleased it has because if you think about it, really, yoga and Pilates have always been common knowledge. You talk about that in terms of health and wellness. People understand who it is. Um, Breathwork, even the term, is not familiar. Mm. People talk to me about how they've learned to breathe while they've done yoga you know, or individuals who've had medical conditions where they've been forced to work with a physiotherapist in order to get their muscles to move correctly for breathing purposes. But it's not common conversation. 
And last year really did shine a spotlight. And suddenly people who'd been teaching breath work for years, you know, 20, 30, maybe more years, globally started to see traction. You know, there yeah. were lots of breathwork conferences online, people just sharing knowledge. And what was fascinating from a freediving perspective is that some of the world's elite freedivers were being approached by the medical professionals to ask them how to use breathing techniques to work with patients. Really? So there's, you know, there's a, what's very... It, it, it always surprises me, you know, because it's such a niche sport and it's not something that, again, that's common knowledge. But if you want to really learn about breathing techniques, speak to a freediver who's yeah. properly certified and they have an incredibly detailed understanding of how the cardiovascular yeah. system works. And, you know, if, if I think back to part of my life, and uh, I don't know if I shared this with you when we had the pre-chat or not, but... Yeah, I was doing business really, really hard. You know, I've got four or five businesses on the go. I, I'd got a motorcycle team that I, I sort of was involved in that took my weekends. And I really was burning the candle at both ends. And I always used to joke, you know, if I live to 50, I'll be happy. Okay. And I came back from Canada one, one Christmas and had a bit of a cold, which then turned into pneumonia. And I spent four weeks in bed at home feeling like I was drowning. You know, my lungs have got fluid in them. And it's when something like that happens that you really realize how you've taken the breath for granted. And I always saw the breathing work. You mentioned yoga. I always saw the breathing work at the beginning at the end as the boring bit of yoga. Let's get that out of the way. Let's do the yoga bit and then we'll do the breathing bit at the end. And you know, I think so many of us didn't realize that breathing is something we can work at you know we again we take it as granted we don't think we can improve it you know we see it as just a couple of sort of saggy sacks that you know we fill with air to breathe but we don't realize until you know as i realized you know, having suffered pneumonia how important it is to look after the the health of our breath and our lungs and all those muscles there's so much involved in breathing as you say isn't there um and i'd certainly encourage anybody who has had any kind of issue with breathing just to think about what did you learn from it? Because if you didn't learn anything from it, then you should have done that. I think there's plenty of people who have suffered with COVID out there that really, really understand the importance of breathing. Totally. I, you know, and I've had conversations with people who are still struggling with long COVID. And yeah. one of the things that really comes up is that if people start to lose confidence in their own bodies. Because when you have long COVID, it just doesn't feel like anything is changing. It's just the body is in a constant state of trauma. And it can really knock the wind out of people's sails, you know, not just energy levels, but how they feel mentally. And, you know, you don't want to feel like you're ready to give up when you're in that frame of mind because you, you're trying to get the body to function normally. Yeah. Um, and I would say, you know, the exercises that I teach will take a lot longer to be effective with individuals who have severe conditions like COPD, perhaps lung cancer, um, or I were only have one or part of a lung that functions correctly. Yeah. So, but there are simple techniques that everybody can use that will make a difference to your day to day. 
and I'm more than happy to share yeah. as much as or as little on that as possible. Yeah. So let me let me go to the free diving um, just just for a moment, if that's okay, because mm-hmm. you know um, you gave us a a description there. Of free diving is a form of underwater diving that relies upon breath without breathing apparatus. And if yeah, I, was, I remember going snorkeling once going down deep with a snorkel, coming back and only just, and literally I was panicking because I didn't got just enough breath to clear the snorkel out. And there's nothing worse than feeling the water coming back in. So you've got to be pretty sure you've got enough breath to get to the surface, haven't you? Tell us a little bit more, give us a little bit more of an insight. Perhaps there's an experience you've had that would help us do that, or perhaps there's something you can tell us. Tell us a little bit more about the, the free diving side of that and you know what inspires you so much to get involved in it in the way that you do because I know you're doing something later on today or tomorrow is it um, a dive as such yes well all of us as human beings as we all have something called the mammalian dive reflex which is an evolutionary adaptation which essentially means when you immerse your face in water it triggers your body to conserve oxygen. And it does that by lowering your heart rate. And by doing that, it conserves oxygen in the body. Mm. And my inspiration for loving free diving, as a child, I was, I was learned to swim as a baby. So I've always been in water. It's always, been a, yeah. it's always felt comfortable to me. But we now know, and there's an incredible book by Wallace J. Nichols called Blue Mind, which I recommend to your listeners to check out, where he talks about how water impacts the brain. And what's very interesting is that when we are in water, you don't have to be swimming a marathon or doing anything highly exerted. You can just be in water relaxing. It immediately signals to the brain almost a meditative state because it switches on the daydreaming part of our brain so automatically your your nervous system your parasympathetic side of your nervous system kicks in which Mm. is the body's rest and digest so that's why you feel good um you know if you've ever gotten to a, a nice warm shower after a long day and you you might find that your brain suddenly fires and you start thinking in a different way or you find a solution to a question you were wondering about. Sure. And that's because the brain is allowed to almost relax so that you can think more clearly, more yeah, creatively. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a physical reaction that happens and a molecular change in the body when we immerse ourselves. Yeah. But for free diving, when you hold your breath, it actually creates an anchor and you have to be absolutely present in that moment. The body will just shut out all external influence to focus on survival. And that might sound extreme in many ways. And yes, you know, free free diving is an extreme sport, but I like to say it's probably the most relaxed free uh, (laughs) extreme sport out there Yeah. Yeah, because you are calm, you have presence of mind. And with my training, I'm, I always feel very safe in the water. I never dive on my own. I always have someone with me. But that being very present is something we don't experience often in, in a busy life. Yeah. And I find that in a way is almost a sense of nirvana, yeah. reaching absolute truth 
of who you are and where you are in that moment. And it's, it's incredibly powerful. And I can connect with all of that because, you know, one of my businesses, I used to sell hot tubs and it's amazing. People always used to say if they went into the hot tub before they went to bed, they always slept really soundly. So I can understand how that water, I've never thought about that, but I can understand how that works. I'm going to ask a really stupid question now. And I'm going to ask it because everybody listening to this is thinking it. Okay. And I'm sure you've been asked it time and time and time again. How long does somebody generally who does free diving, how long can they hold their breath for? What's that? Is there, is there an average? Is there something you aspire to? Because you know, if I think about holding my breath and we'll talk about this, just uh, Holling and I, we were mentioning earlier on and you know, we'll say, how long can somebody hold a breath? And I thought, oh, two minutes, three minutes. But you know, what for the listeners who are thinking, this sounds amazing. And you say an extreme sport, how long can somebody expect to be holding their breath for when they're free diving? For people who are starting out, you know, when you start doing what we call dry training, which is practicing mm -hmm. to extend your breath hold, a lot of people might start with 30 seconds, you know, 45, and yep. then you shift the dial as you get more and more tolerant to CO2. Um, the world record for men is yep. 11 and a half minutes. Really? Wow. And for women, it's nine minutes. Yeah. And that's unassisted breath yeah. holds. So that means they haven't inhaled pure oxygen beforehand, which in some cases, some Guinness World Records, they will do that and they'll be able to hold their breath for longer. But the yeah. purest form of breath hold without any assistance, those are the two wow. world records. Um, that's an eternity, isn't it? <laughs> I can't imagine it, that. It really is incredible because you are you are training the diaphragm to be comfortable with discomfort. Because when you hold your breath, your diaphragm eventually will start contracting, which is the body's trigger to get the lungs to in inflate. Yeah. So free divers are able to control that for longer periods of time, which means we can go deeper in the water. Um, so for example, it took me six months of training to get to three and a half minutes. Right. And it normally would take you, and I have people in my club who can hold their breath for five minutes and that's their, that's their, you know, personal best. Yeah. So it's very different, but for men have larger, uh, diaphragms and lungs. So they generally yeah. can hold their breath longer. Yeah. Um, but it will be different for everyone. And mm. okay. if I was doing, that's just a passive breath hold. Yeah. That's not moving underwater. That's just, floating yeah. on the surface holding your breath yeah, yeah. and we we must say purely we've got to do that sort of warning please don't try this at home you know no. don't don't try and go out there and submerge yourself in water and hold your breath for 11 minutes please whatever you do uh, so you've you've made this tran transition uh from you know one business to to another how's that How's that been? What, what things have you seen different in yourself and what things have you seen different in the people that you work with? What difference has it made? Yeah, I've really thought about this question. It was such a good question when you, you sent, sent it to me. What I realized is that for a long time, there was a lot of resistance in my mind about yeah. what I was doing, which was the marketing and the social. Yeah. And I think, that resistance was because I knew I needed a change, 
even though I was good, I, mean, I still do it. I, I was good at it. I, I enjoyed the delivery for the client and I was proud of my work. It yeah. just didn't hold the same joy that it did 10, 11 years ago. And that's natural. You know, you do change over time. And it felt a little like an uphill struggle at times. Like I just wasn't feeling it. And mm. as soon as I made the decision to change the business, yep. I immediately felt a sense of calm and satisfaction, even though I hadn't even started it. But I, that that con conscious decision to go, I need to do something different. And I found something and it just sits so close to my heart. Yeah. You know, I would say to business owners, um, don't be afraid of change. We're all afraid of change because it, it, the resistance in the body is a, is a physical feeling. But the agility to change quickly um, and listen to your gut more than yeah. anything made such a difference. But I can say that in hindsight. At the time, I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> I, <got laughs> I was bet. just yeah. scared. I was like, oh, my yeah. goodness, what am I doing? Um that's why having a very good coach helps you because it kind of that's that person just going, you know, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So okay. I, I feel like I'm on, I'm on a, a good path here for myself. Yeah. You, and I'm sure again, listeners, you, you can understand perhaps how breath work uh, is important for athletes uh, and for people who need more oxygen and need higher performance. But Tracy, you, you mentioned in your bio that clients include corporate leaders and teams and teams as well. So we'll come to the teams next. But what kind of issues do people come to you with that are corporate leaders and teams? And how do you find the shift for them? You know, um, what is it? Diff what is the difference you can make? But also, you know, what what journey do they go through themselves in this change? With the business community, you know, I think whether we give it a label or not, we're all human beings and we all struggle in different ways. But the, what I find with my corporate clients, it's very much about the language that's used because okay. if you are a high-performing leader and you, you are, you've been in that position for a long time and you have people who look up to you, there's a lot, there's a lot of pressure that you put on yourself as well yep. it's very hard to admit that you are dealing with stress or anxiety and sometimes those words will purposely be shifted out of the conscious mind because it makes them feel weak yeah. so the language i would use with my corporate clients is very much about focus concentration awareness and attention yep. attention span because you need all of those characteristics to be able to do deep work, mm -hmm. to be able to manage a team democratically. Yeah. Without rising yes. to stress. <laughs> I love the way you say that, democratically, um, yeah. You've yeah. been at my clients this morning. <laughs> um, and oftentimes, high-performing individuals, their ego gets involved very quickly. And it's the same with elite athletes. There has to be a certain amount of ego in order for them to perform at that level. Yeah, but sometimes the ego is not helpful yeah. in any way because they won't ask for help. So I will occasionally have people coming to me because they want to improve product productivity. 
Yeah. Um, getting their team to be able to focus on a specific project. But what ends up coming out of these pro- these experiences is that, and this happens a lot with men more than women. They say to me, "Oh, I've never been able to meditate. You know, what is mindfulness? I don't have. You know, what is? I don't. You know, almost like I don't have time for that." Yeah. And the exercises we do are all about retraining their breathing patterns so that they be, can become more focused. They can become more product productive, but they have to actually change their pattern of breathing to do that. Yeah. And what ends up happening is they will get into a state of mind where they will feel like they're meditating, but they're not. And they'll yeah. say to me, oh, is that what it feels like? Because I'm suddenly calm and my heart rate's dropped and I can think clearly. And I'm not overreacting when people speak to me. And See. that's the magic of breath work because yeah, when yeah. you can take control back, suddenly mm. you change your behavior and your response. And in a corporate environment, that is absolutely crucial for success. Yeah. As you were talking there, I was remembering um, something that happens to me a lot. And I say this to a lot of people as well. You're, you're having a conversation and you want to think of something. and It's on the tip of your tongue, as the saying goes. And you know it's there and you can almost grasp it. And you think, oh, now it's there. And I always say to people, just take a breath. Now, I've never actually thought about that physically or been taught it, but I've probably heard people mention it in training and perhaps webinars that I've been on course I've been to. And it's amazing, isn't it? You know, when people actually get the oxygen into their body, their mind then goes, ah, I remember what it was now. It was this. And usually it's because, and I found it so much. I can't remember. There was somebody who taught it me many, many years ago. He said, when you get to the point where you can't think of something, generally you have to, and it's again, it's that awareness that you mentioned, Tracy. I realized that I'd stopped breathing. I was holding my breath and then releasing it and then holding it again. And when you're holding the breath, you can't think as such and that's you know and as soon as you start breathing it comes to you so I, c- I can understand how working on the breath helps with the focus definitely but how does that work with teens what's what's the difference between the work you do with corporate leaders and teens tell us a little bit about the difference with that again it's your approach you know um it's the language that you use because a lot of the time the exercises are, are the same it's just mm. how they reframed and my experience working with um, teens, especially coming out of the COVID pandemic, yeah. the stress that these young people have been under, you know, the school environment, um, you know, even the home environment, having to be home all the time and not socializing with friends, that there's all these layers of, of anxiety that they carry with them. Um, and I had one client, for example, who was very sporty, or she is very mm-hmm. sporty. Yeah but she was really struggling with sleep and concentration with her schoolwork. And her, her mom had approached me and said, can you, you know, could you work with her? Um, and she came to me, the daughter, thinking that we were just going to focus on the sport because that was her thing that she loved. Yeah. And we did, of course. And what ended up happening is over the weeks of, of training to, and practice with her, to, she said to me, my confidence has improved. I feel like mm. I have more confidence in myself and I'm, I'm saying no to people 
whereas before I would just agree with everything. And I said, that's fascinating. Why, why did you feel that? She just said, and, you know, through doing these breathing exercises, I felt like I had more control in my life because if I can control my breath, I can control yeah, how I respond to people. And she's 15. And then wow. the other thing that came out of it, which was, you know, she was absolutely delighted, as was her, her mom. Yeah. She got the best GCSE results. She, she did not expect to get those. And just by employing the breath techniques, she was able to really focus on her studying. So yeah. when she went into the exams, she did better than she thought she would. And, right. you know, all of this was framed around improving her sport, but actually her yeah. sleep improved, her concentration improved, and she felt confident in herself. And, yeah. and her schoolwork improved. Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't a, it, that wasn't the reason that we started working together. Yeah. So yeah, it had such broad application. Yeah, sure, sure. So I'm I'm going to see if you can give us an exercise then. So after we've done this, listeners, um, and I, I hope Tracy's going to say yes. I, I mentioned it at the beginning; she hasn't said no yet. But uh, I'd I'd love you to give us the details of where we can find you and where we can connect you, but. I want to just get people experiencing something from you before we share those those details. So we get them hanging on a little bit longer uh, to get the exercise out of the way. So uh, and obviously, I still love to have a tip or something that you want to share with us. It might be the exercise that we're doing or, or something else. Uh, let me know by all means. But um, would you do that for us as listeners? Yes, of course. Great. So we all need to... Tell us what we need to do. We're all sat here waiting, listening to this podcast for the exercise, me included. So listeners, you can't see this on the video, but I'm going to do it as well. This is a very short exercise. It usually runs for two and a half minutes. So I'll just give you a taster of it. And then once you've got into the rhythm, you can, you know, you can use it anytime. I call it my emergency exercise and it's fantastic for, asthma for panic attacks for hyperventilation and for getting a better night's sleep Ooh, all of okay. the above yep and the oxygen advantage the basis for the exercises is nasal breathing so we keep our mouth gently closed throughout all of our exercises and we only breathe through our nose and if it helps you to get a sense of what a deep breath is if you place one hand on your chest and place the other hand on your tummy underneath your rib cage. Yep, I'm doing so that. When you take a deep inhale through the nose, the diaphragm is going to move up and you should feel an expansion of the stomach. That means you're breathing into the base of your lungs. Chest breathers tend to hold everything and just do short inhales on the upper part of the body. So for this exercise, I would encourage you to gently inhale through the nose as slow as possible. And as you do that, breathing deep into the tummy and feeling the expansion on the ribs. And just see if, how that feels for you. And in a moment, I will talk you through the exercise where we are going to take us a breath in, yep. then we're going to gently exhale. You're going to hold your breath for five seconds. And then you're going to breathe again normally for 10 seconds. Right. And that exercise repeated for two and a half minutes 
shifts your breathing pattern into a calmer state. So we're breathing in through the nose and out through the nose as well, in and, and out. And you're holding on the exhale. Perfect. Okay. So you've now got about 600 people sat listening to this podcast, hand on the chest, hand on the belly, just like I'm doing here, just below the rib cage, did you say? Say again. The hand on the belly, just below the rib cage. Yeah. So we can feel it. Yep. Feel the diaphragm. Yep. And I think it, it really helps if you keep your eyes closed. Um, okay. And it's not a forceful inhale or exhale. It is very gentle. So we're not putting okay. any stress on the body whatsoever. Okay. Closing my eyes now then. So I'm going to trust that I'm safe here. So take a normal breath in through the nose. And gently exhale through the nose. You can hold your nose for five, four, three, two, one. Let go of your nose and breathe normally in and out for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Again, take a normal breath in through your nose. Gently exhale through your nose. Pinch your nose and retain for five, four, three, two, one. Let go of your nose. Breathe normally for one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Again, take a normal breath in and gently exhale. Hold your nose and retain for five, four, three, two, one. Let go of your nose and breathe normally for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And you can continue that exercise for wow. up to 15 minutes before you fall asleep. And yeah. it really helps reset the nervous system to allow you to get a much deeper night's sleep. So if people are suffering from insomnia, sleep apnea, changing to nasal breathing with diaphragmatic activation is an absolute game changer. Yeah. So listeners, I'm, I'm, I'm going to trust that you've done that. If you haven't, then listen to the podcast again. It's a great reason to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Tracy, is it usual and normal for people to have a sensation in their nose. So I felt almost, I don't know, there was something mid nose, almost in the center of the nose that felt sort of tingly or slightly like a burning sensation, but it wasn't a burning sensation. And then when I opened my eyes, there's, you know, whether it's just because I've got my eyes closed, but it felt different, a little bit different in how I was seeing things. Is that usual when you're doing breaths to, to feel slightly different in that, in the nose and the focus? 
Absolutely. Um, what's yeah. happening? Oh, good. I thought it was just me. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> this is, remember, a lot of people are not used to breathing through their nose, so it'll be it'll feel strange and it'll take yeah. some time. But there is a molecule that is only produced in the nasal cavity called nitric oxide. And it's a really important molecule because it acts as a vasodilator and it opens up the blood vessels so you can uh, get more oxygen-rich yeah. um, blood into the lungs. So yeah. you might find after a while of practicing that your nose opens up. Yeah. You might have a tingling sensation. Yeah, and yeah. that's the sinus cavity um, is having this nitric oxide production oh. stimulated. Yeah. So as you said in your bio, yeah, it's a scientific aspects of, of this. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. So thank you very much for sharing that exercise with us. And uh, yeah, you know, getting to sleep is something I think a lot of us could do with some help with. So we're uh, definitely going to give that a try. Is there any other tip or lesson that you'd like to take away? You've given us so much there. I, I almost feel guilty asking the question if you've got a tip or lesson to give away. You've given us lessons about your business, about listening to the market, lowering the resistance in your own mind, and, and then you have a great breathing exercise that you've just given us. Uh, but anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners? So much I'd like to share with the yeah. listeners. <laughs> um, I think it's understanding that the simplicity of changing from mouth breathing to nasal breathing a lot of right. us naturally mouth breathe and we take in all this unfiltered um, air that is unpurified and yeah. causes all sorts of problems in, in our lungs. By <laughs> focusing yourself on nasal breathing, you can actually improve your immunity, which yeah. doesn't mean you won't get sick. It just means your body will respond much better and quicker when you do. And that's the same with COVID. You know, we, we are also conscious of, you know, breathing and anything at the moment, but yeah. nasal breathing is the game changer reduce your Perfect. mouth breathing and this applies in um, sport as well i work with runners cyclists swimmers there is we change their breathing patterns to improve endurance by getting the oh. diaphragm to activate more so it takes the pressure off the heart yeah um and so another less less through the mouth more through the nose Mouth is for speaking and eating, nose is for breathing. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's great. That's that definitely worth quoting. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely worth quoting. Definitely worth quoting. So tell us how people can find out more about you. You've given us such uh, yeah, an intriguing podcast, which I knew you would, and, I, and I'm really pleased that you have. But tell us more about how we can find you and connect with you more. Well, I'm having a new website designed. So the best way to get hold of me right now is to connect with me on LinkedIn, which is under okay. my name, Tracy Howes. Yep. You'll see pictures of free diving. You, you won't, you'll definitely know it's me. Right. Um, and obviously mention that you've listened to the podcast. So I know it's Great. you. Yep. And my other channel is Instagram. And I yep. share content at Tracy May Howes. I do okay. all my course information, my client testimonials, and some fun facts about breathing education. Great. Um, and those are the two places you can reach out to me, DM me. I'm happy to have a one-to-one -one chat with anyone who's interested in finding out Perfect. more. Perfect. And Tracy, uh, for those who want to write this down as they're listening to the podcast, it'll be in the show notes as well. But Tracy is T-R-A-C-E-Y. 
and then house his h-o-w-e-s and on instagram it's tracy may m-a-y house to find you on instagram yeah and yeah look for the free diving images definitely yeah um, if we wanted to know what free diving looks like because many of us are probably thinking you know this sounds very exotic and we imagine some tropical place that people are doing free diving i always think of diving for pearls i always remember seeing one of the elvis films where people you know uh, were free diving to get i think it was pearls they were looking for and obviously that's all done with uh, without breathing apparatus or is in the film anyway so I, I always think about that so we'll be interested to see what the alternative images from dorset look like <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah so i'm sure the, the sea looks very nice yeah, in dorset, no pearls and dorset as far as no <laughs> No, other than the one we're having today, of course, right here, yeah. right now, the podcast that's coming from Dorset. So thinking about your your next uh, tea that you're going to have, your next black tea, if you're going to have that in a dream location, Tracy, where would that dream location be? That's an easy one for me. It okay. would be on the Galapagos Islands because that's my dream dive destination. Ah, Okay. And I'm going to ask a really strange question now because I've not had this one for such a long while. What would you be drinking the tea out of? You know, do, does it, do you drink it out of a glass when you have it special? Do you have a little teacup? You know, how, how do you drink your tea? I'm very simple. I just like the biggest mug I can find. Oh. And I have a collection. Every time I travel to a different country, I buy myself a mug. Right. <laughs> so okay. I have mugs from all over the world. Great. So, yeah, and, and, and to be honest, I think most of the listeners have gone, yeah, I'd like a mug of tea as well. Yeah, yeah, no matter what. And we all have our favourite mugs as well, don't we? But there's another podcast altogether. But, you know, um, I really value your time. You've been an absolute delight to have on the podcast. You've given us some amazing tips, both in business and to help us with our health and with our breathing. And for that, you know, on behalf of all the listeners that undertook that exercise, and as somebody who understands the importance of breath, having you know suffered in the past with breathing and with pneumonia, et cetera, then all I can say is thank you. Yeah, it really is appreciated. Thank you, Simon. It's been an absolute pleasure being here today. And thank you for giving me a opportunity to share my, my love and my passion. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's been a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. And listeners, I'm sure you remember that my mission is to make you more aware, better educated, and accountable so you've had the awareness you've had the education the thing now is to do that breathing exercise you know think about your breath and think about that top tip you know use the mouth for speaking and for eating and the nose for breathing i think that's the simplicity of what you can take from today that would be absolutely amazing and do something with it don't just listen to this podcast and do nothing do something with it and let us know the difference it's made. Now, get in touch with Tracy. Let her know what difference this has made to your life. How has it made you feel when you've done this? Has your sleep improved? Has your focus, has your concentration improved? And has the idea of lowering your resistance to change and pivoting in your business and changing your business, has that helped you as well? Let us know. And of course, leave a review of this podcast. We'd love to hear what you thought about it. And again, as always, I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget if you'd like any help and support with your business, 
do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.